0: I think that we're always sort of putting together like a, a whiteboard of people's behavior and like everybody, everything they do just goes on the board, you know, and it's like your behavior is just noted. And sometimes I put enough things on that board and I'm like, you, you can't be in my life. I've, I've put together a profile. I've like taken notes and like you can't be here anymore. But like other people, they change and they evolve and you move on.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we
2: go. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. We're in Australia. We're down on that. <laughs> we're down on that. And um, it's been fun. And I can't believe we're here. I know. Every day I'm like, how did we get here? But also, feels <laughs> just like
1: California, so feels <laughs> like I'm in California. <laughs> Australia is dope,
2: but if you live in California, not so you dope. pretty much
1: live in Australia. It's the same. <laughs> it's, a
2: <mirror. laughs> it's, it's a mirror. It's a mirror. It's a mirror on the other Coffee side of the shops,
1: world. shops, acai bowl places.
2: Except the Uber drivers here do not want to be
1: here. Yo, they do not want to be here.
2: We've had some stories this week. Lovely, lovely, lovely. people, but just being so honest and vulnerable yeah. with us as people are.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're like coaching them,
2: you know, just kind of bringing them We're along, trying to their- make them quit. <laughs> like we make everyone else break and quit. It was actually, yeah, it was a little bit of a little heartbreaking. Yeah. It Cause was like, I don't want really someone to be, I don't want someone to be unhappy and lonely mm-hmm. in a place where I feel like they can't leave. I know. You uh, know, do
1: we say the situation? Yeah. So there was someone that... Our Uber driver was from Iran. Uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And he was sent over to Australia when he was 16. Yes. Illegally on a boat. He was on the boat for 20 days. And he was in a detainment... for a detention center. Detention center Mm -hmm. because he was illegal. Illegally sent here for two years. And then he got out and now he's ever since been trying to um, find his way. And he's an Uber driver and he uh, is really interested in chemistry. And this whole time he's been here working, sending his family money. So basically his family needs money all the time. So he continues to send them money. So it's almost like he was sent here to work for them.
2: Yeah. They'll call him every six months and be like, Hey, your brother's getting married. So we need $5,000. Hey, your mom needs this procedure. So we need $10,000. And they kind of, from our perspective, like, the way he was describing it, like, they, so they see his life here and they're like, you're rich and yeah. you're lucky, so, like, send us money. Yeah. And he's, he just kept saying, like, I feel like I'm in a prison. Oh. I know, like wake up every day, work for sixteen and hours, we were go like, to bed, and do the we same were like thing. Here, like using
1: all of our LA, we're like, you've got to create boundaries. Yeah,
2: I was, I was like, manifest something different. I,
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that he's you like, like want to be living your truth in chemistry, but <laughs> oh. no, but it was really actually, it was incredibly heartbreaking, and those stuff, that stuff's so ec- expanding to just understand that, like this, that kind of stuff happens. I know, and there's so much of. You know that those things that challenge people in that way. So yeah, that was crazy. We've had crazy Uber drivers this trip.
2: <laughs> Apparently, we were staying on a street in oh. in Melbourne that call girls hang out at, and we didn't Part know the course. <laughs> Our one Uber driver said that it was like the Devil's
1: Street. <laughs> we were like, okay. He also said he wanted to leave his wife and
2: kids behind. And oh yeah, back. he wanted to go back to Pakistan. Yeah, yeah so because he has a lot of land there. So we were
1: like, what? (laughs) We were so confused, but...
2: He's like, don't fall in love. I was like,
1: got it. Got it. Perfect.
2: Check. Sounds good.
1: (laughs) So it's basically a street for call girls. The lady at the hotel that helped us host our event thought we were trash. I've never been judged so hard in my life. Oh my God. So I actually forgot what it felt like to be noticing of someone judging me so hard.
2: We had a quick walkthrough of the Mm -hmm. space and Krista and I... You know, we're just regular gals. We don't like to dress up unless it's an event. She goes,
1: "You guys all over the place
2: from your trip. You
1: you did you not sleep? Yeah, did you not sleep? You guys feeling a little, little out of sorts? And I was like, No, we've actually had a full twenty four hours. We're just kind of chilling. She's like, Oh, I can understand you. You know, you get all over the place when you travel for that far." Literally, my hair was on the other
2: side of my head. I know. (laughs) Looked like a pancake, but whatever. Hey, man, this is not a formal meeting. Hey, man. We're walking through a space. You're working for us. (laughs) We're walking through a space. We're walking
1: through a space. You're working for us. So guys,
2: let me know. Do you think we should say Melbourne
1: (laughs) and Byron Bay and Cairns? Or should we say Melbourne, Byron Bay and (laughs) Cairns? Justin thinks it's lame that I only have an accent on specific words and nothing else. Every time, is it like if yeah. you're in Paris and you're
2: like, Paris. "Let's go to the Eiffel if you're Tower." Like,
1: yeah, exactly, <laughs> but you're
2: like, you're like, all right,
1: let's grab an Uber to the Eiffel Tower. Where's the croissant?
2: Yeah, um, I think every time we've said it, people have complimented us. Yeah, like, wow, you're saying it correct. Totally, totally. you know. Yeah, they're like, you're fucking cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're fucking cool ass dirtbags Uh, yeah, I'm just being a little flirty girl in my underwear right
2: now I know we're literally in our airbnb, which we booked five seconds ago. Yeah, just being scrubbed up a dubs I'm just being like a little cutie in my underwear. <laughs> totally cute <laughs> as
1: a fucking 30 something year old Our feet stink like, isn't cute anymore.
2: <laughs> we don't we're no, we're unbathed. Yeah, we're just like <laughs> We're here but we're excited to, to have so you guys pumped. if you're new I know. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Almost 30. We started when we were just going through a lot of stuff, transitioning from our 20s to our 30s. And we realized it was so much more than that. Everyone's going through something, transitioning through something. So we wanted to create a conversation and community that would hopefully support you through that. And I think we're doing it. Yeah. I think we're doing it. I always think we're doing it after
1: live shows. You know, it's so good to meet the women of our community. It was so beautiful last night to be in, um, to be in Melbourne and in Australia and just bring together, you know, 80 or so women that didn't know each other. Some did, some didn't, some women came alone and I am so fucking down with the flow of our events. I'm, I literally could not be more excited about them. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect balance of like grounding, community, connection, conversation, laughing, depth. Like everyone feels like they're a part of it. Everyone feels like they're connected after everyone is having fun, but everyone is learning. It's like, it's taken maybe a year and a half to get there. Everything's been good so far, but now I feel like so proud of our flow and I
2: feel like it's very unique.
1: So we're not telling you you have to buy
2: tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I was wondering, I was thinking to myself, like kind of in the past when we've done events, like years ago, when we first started, I don't know if we were modeling after anyone. I don't think so, but I think I tend to, when I go to events, it's, there's an imbalance of like, either it's too informal and maybe loosey goosey and not enough like groundedness and depth, or it's too, too much depth and like i'm overwhelmed so like there really isn't art to the balance totally. of it all and i think yeah I, I really i'm proud of that too and the I girls i just think people want to talk it. too
1: Mm-hmm. you know like I think people want to hear from people but also people want to feel like they're an active participant yeah. and not just sit there and listen to someone so I love that we have people conversating with one another and then us and it's like that just brings the energy to another level and just makes everything so much easier
2: and it breaks like this yeah the fourth wall so like it's not just Krista and I like up there like now it's time for our show yeah. it's just like this is a conversation and we want we want to have that feel at the you know the, the the bigger live shows too where people just feel heard and seen and like it's a conversation throughout because yeah it's fun to quote unquote perform but that's not really the point of it and mm. I don't know I just I, I love the feeling of it because it takes the pressure off of us a little bit <laughs> yeah oh dude that's 100 you know that's the main thing even though sometimes we perform oh for sure I like think in, our you know our like little set in Los sets. Angeles yeah ours. oh are we about to plug a show yeah <laughs>
1: Dude, you guys, we're so pumped. Oh my our God. Our last live show of the year is happening uh, December 7th in Los Angeles at the Dynasty Typewriter. It's a Saturday show, baby.
2: Saturday at 7.30. Like, it's going to be a blast. blast. I, yeah, the there's a special surprise. We have Shan Booty as our special guest and this conversation is just going to be mm, Juicy juice, juicy juice sex, relationships, pleasure, dating, all the things. And what I love about Shan is that like she she spends no time like bullshitting. There is just like this direct, direct ride straight to the truth and some like honest conversation which around these particular topics we have to have. We can't just be like, all right, so mm-hmm. who's single in the room? She's yeah. like getting to the like, What's your favorite pleasure point? And yeah. like, let's talk about it and why and how we get there. And you're like, mm, when got I it. saw
1: we were talking last night with Rosie from our who was our guest here in Melbourne about one of our favorite speakers that we've seen in Shan is mine. You know, she mm-hmm. just fuck it, she's magnetic, dude. Like yeah. I cannot take my eyes off of her. She's so beautiful, but she's just like a baller. Like her style is amazing. She's very honest and authentic. You like don't know what she's gonna say next. Confidence she, is
2: off the charts Yeah
1: confidence is off the charts She moves She uses her body She's just like a. She's the best And I love our chemistry together So mm-hmm. our live show Is gonna be Off the hook Go buy tickets at almost30podcast.com slash tour if we have some left. Bring your friends for a night out. It's going to be a fucking blast. Come alone. Our girls come alone a lot, which is amazing. Yeah. And I
2: think the Almost 30 LA group is meeting before for Mm -hmm. like drinks or maybe even dinner. So join that group if you're in or around the area. The ambassador, um, Lauren Holly is our ambassador for LA. And I think she's organizing that. So
1: yeah. And if you're new to the community uh, or Almost 30, you're more than welcome. We would love to invite you in. At a live
2: show. Yeah. Today on the podcast, we've got girls. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. The homies. The homies are new. We love meeting pod, pod girls. Pod girls. (laughs) Dude, pod girls for life. Pod girls. Uh, Chloe,
1: our darling, our darling child Chloe, uh, introduced us to GGE uh, a few months ago Mm -hmm. and just been huge fans. I just love the way that they've grown and built Girls Gotta Eat and just really setting a great example for all female podcasters out there. Mm-hmm. Their live shows are insane. Their shows are hilarious. They just are a great match together. And even talking to them about the behind the scenes of their business was just so interesting. I yeah. feel I feel inspired by them and also aligned to a lot of what they're doing as far as it relates to like being business oriented. Mm-hmm. Like being thoughtful about actually making money from this or making it sustainable just was like I mean they're they're amazing.
2: They're you guys they're so kind and cool. yeah, so. And so funny. And they hustle. Like yeah, they just exactly. like, they hustle. Yeah. It was like, I loved their energy. And so in this conversation, we talk about a lot. We talk a lot about dating. So they are based in New York. And so they have a you know plethora of funny dating stories and kind of what they're going through in real time. They don't hold back on sharing like what's happening with them, you know, which I like. I, I like that. There's no shame around what they're yeah. going through. And if there is, they kind of say it. They're like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling that <laughs> shame around this. So yeah, there are new friends. And uh, if you are, I would check out their tour schedule, girls gotta They're traveling all around and their shows are so much fun. So if you can make it to their shows.
1: Yeah, there's a one in LA. I think Chloe's going to, and I think, yeah, I think, what is it? February 16th. And I think our team was going to get tickets too. So we're going to go as like a team. So LA ladies come chill. Girls got to eat on the 16th. Come to the LA live show first. We'll chill. We'll have so much fun. And then we will be at all of the girls got to eat shows the next
2: year. Yeah. So thanks to Ashley and Raina. We love you. Thanks for joining us and thank to, thanks to all of you for just supporting us. We can't wait to see you at our remaining shows, LA Live December 7th and then Miami on December 12th. Ooh. In the new year, we're going to continue touring, so stay tuned for that and follow us on Instagram at almost30podcast. We have an Instagram for almost30nation at almost30nation and if you're looking to start a podcast, if it's really something that you are called to do, we've got you we are relaunching your podcast pro uh in january 2020 and we're so damn proud of it yo so you guys ready. it's
1: insane get it ready fucking beautiful <laughs> tommy and our team has done such a great job if you're looking to launch grow or monetize your podcast your podcast pro is the resource so january 5th that
2: shit will be out mm-hmm. and it's gonna be fire can't wait all right let's see you on the other side y'all enjoy this one
1: peace and love bye bye Well, we're so glad you're here. Huge fans. We heard about you probably six or seven months ago from Chloe on our team. She's like obsessed. Her and all of her friends are such big fans. They reference you guys all the time. And we've been listeners ever since. And we are in this industry. So we see what you're doing and we really admire it because we know how much work it is. And we know how hard it is to differentiate yourself in the space and to like really be smart about the business that you're building rather than like just being talent like we were talking about v- before with your managers so I would love to hear about the story of how you guys started like how you met what, re- what made you guys do a podcast thanks guys that's
0: really yeah, nice yeah. Um, also we love what you guys are doing and I was telling you before we started recording that I sent your um, website to our manager because oh, we loved it so
3: much oh, we're um, actually starting to spin off podcast called Almost 40 Yeah. <laughs> <I was> getting- <laughs> perfect <laughs> We support. We stand.
0: <laughs> I'm a lot younger than all of you, so mine's going to be almost 20. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Sorry, girls. Okay. Um, almost 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Um, we met actually two years ago tomorrow, so I think some people think that we're like longtime friends and we're not, which I love because I feel like a lot of stories we share between each other are like new, fresh stories, yep. which I think is fun. Like a lot of times I'll be saying something and it's the first time she's heard it as well, even though she's like my best friend now. But we met two years ago on a, like an influencer trip for people with big influencer <laughs> followings on Instagram um, in Aruba <laughs> at a, at a beachside toes in the sand dinner. we were seated across from each other, and uh, we we just got to know each other on that trip. We stayed up the whole first night we were together and just like talked about guys and relationships. We crashed a wedding at the hotel that we were at. Wow! And um, we've been friends ever since. The story of how the podcast started is actually Ashley's idea. So I can I always say you tell the story. It's like better, you guys babe. met
1: on The Bachelor, like when they're like we met at the top of New Zealand with like a helicopter date. Like you guys <laughs> it met was at, like really the best like situation. Yeah. and then we we're like, wait,
3: is this friendship going to last past the, like, romance, past the fantasy suite. Um, so, <laughs> and then we fucked and we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <then> we <laughs> fucked that night. Um, no, good, I'm kidding. So we, we got back um, from the... I think we got back on this trip and we were like, are we going to actually be friends in real life? And we, st- we hung out a few times and I had wanted to start a podcast for now... This is October, like October 2017, um, if you're following along in the story. And I mean, I'd been wanting to start a podcast for six, seven months at this point. I'd done like a tarot reading about it with a friend of mine. Like I... Had had this guy I wanted to do it with, and then he just, I just got a feeling he wasn't it. Like, I was like, I want to start a, like, career with somebody, and I want to, I pictured, like, the tours and the whole life ahead of me. It wasn't, like, a hobby, so it was, like, I want to find somebody to do this with that I really want to spend a lot of time with that I like and a woman. Like, I just feel like at this time and period, I want to work with another person like powerful woman I respect. So Rain and I just were always texting about guys and dating and crazy stories. And I thought she was super funny and quick and had the same type of life as me in terms of having flexibility and the, doing the Instagram thing. And she had a following. So she could like bring that to the table too. It's huge. Um, Thank yeah. God you had that following, honey. I, I, yeah. I can't just be hiring any mother. <laughs> yeah. I was going to hire like Rando, um, <laughs> totally. um, So, yeah. I just, I just asked her when I was like sitting on my couch when I was like, I have to start this podcast. I can feel that it's the thing. It's my next move. Cause I had a background in like, I was doing stand up and I had done a bunch of radio and TV stuff back when I lived in Atlanta and I was, doing all these things. And I just felt like that was the next big thing. And uh, I just texted her, would you ever want to start a podcast? And she said, yes, immediately. And I s- asked, are you cool with being open about your sex life and your dating life? And she was like, have, like, have we met? Like, yeah. yeah. What are you <laughs> talking about? Cause some people are like weird about, not that she had a job or anything, but parents or family members or ex boyfriends or whatever. Like some people want to think that they are going to be open and they really aren't. And so I think that in all honesty, that was my like first fear, I guess of, of, Working with somebody that I didn't know that well, like, are they going to not be that open? Are they going to clam up and be like, oh, I don't want to say these things because it'll. I don't want like the image or I don't know what it is, but we were just like brutally honest about our lives and our past and our present from the start. So, yeah.
0: Um, and I don't know about you, but like I, it definitely took me a second to like think through that. Like, how is this going to affect my parents? How's it going to affect my friends? Yeah. It was like a 30 second thought.
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it through.
0: <laughs> I mean, I told my parents it was happening. They don't, my mom doesn't listen. My dad doesn't listen to the show. i, mean, I ex-boyfriends friends I've certainly made the mistake where I've talked about people's lives on the show and I've and I've regretted that a lot early on I had a situation like that and I'm glad it happened early and that's never happened again but yeah we are both so brutally honest I think that's what people like about our show is that they're like oh they're not like they're authentic they're just talking about the mistakes they've made you know I think that's why people hopefully like us
2: yeah I think I mean I think that's spot on people feel like they're just like talking to their girlfriends and then they feel the permission to kind of share too but like have have you ever had a moment besides the one like in the beginning but even now like in real time like when you're dating and you're sharing on the show I know like there's a disclaimer in your bio where it's like if you're if I'm dating you you're probably going to be talked about on the show do you ever like should you update that
3: (laughs) yeah I should change that well, I feel like Rayna's like, wait, fuck. We wrote, get, we wrote yeah. those really long ago. Yeah, yeah. I could
2: get more dick if I took that down.
3: <laughs> we wrote that we like day one. I mean. We didn't even know if it was going to Because I, I love the like
2: boldness of that. And I feel like if that's really you, then like the guy who you're going to date is going to be like, yeah, I'm down, whatever. It's but, me with a grain know. of salt.
0: So, you know, it's every relationship is different. And every person that I meet is going to be a little more private or a little less private. And I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it's, I'm going to have to discuss it at some point if there's something going on. I think Ashley and I have a lot of discussions about, you know, when do you introduce somebody when is it not important to introduce something um her and I both dated people all summer and it was sort of like you know when do we introduce those people to the audience um I've been on dates with other people and I've talked about this on our show but I this guy who I like really was so crazy about I was out with him and he said dating somebody like you is my like as public as you is my worst nightmare oh wow and i went outside i was crying i was like standing on the street in the middle of winter like just like sobbing and it was like Mm. so upsetting for me but that's not my person and ashley always says like sorry that's just what's gonna happen like we're gonna talk about you Mm. yeah i mean
3: i think when i'm really open about a guy like it's i don't like care about him so so much (laughs) like (laughs) you know when we, we we opened the podcast first few weeks i was hooking up with this guy mm-hmm. that was a lot younger and the sex was great. And I had a lot of content from that, but I knew I wasn't going to seriously date the guy. So I actually think if he did listen, he probably wouldn't have loved it. I was just being like very open about literally everything. And I, I, I feel like a, such a dick, but I, of course I never said his name, no defining characteristics. No one could ever figure out who this guy was. The only person that would know would be him mm-hmm. if he listened, but I just didn't care. I, and recently I, we, we, I told like the full story of how I kind of ended things with this guy. It's cause I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to date him again. So, on the duration of the podcast, I haven't really met somebody that I was like, I see a real future with. As as depressing as that sounds, I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. But it, so it might feel a little different. But I would never, I guess, never say never, Justin Bieber. But like, I <laughs> don't know that I could really be with somebody that was like, you cannot talk about me in the podcast because. A, that's my career, but B, like, we're probably just not the right type of people because aside from the podcast and my stand-up and all that kind of stuff, like, my family's not really private. Like we kind of share things like my friends, like if you're this super duper private person, we just probably won't work on another level aside from like the career, the job stuff. Mm. So we're
0: not like crazy reckless people either. So like, I don't think there's anybody friends, exes of ours, family members that feel like we put anybody on blast. Like all of my exes listen to our show and they all feel like they've been not only given a fair shake, but like nobody would ever know who they are. So we're not out here being like heartless, crazy people. You know, we, we do our best to, you know, hold it a little tighter to the chest when need be.
1: Yeah. 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 We I had a situation with family. I with family where I was talking about family. My mom never listened, decided to listen because all the girls in our Facebook group were talking about it. They were like saying stuff and then she listened. So I had like a pretty rough go at that. But Oh really? Yeah. It was like, oh my mom just got married. So I'll just whatever. Mom just got married to a guy named Phil and he's like a he reminds me of like Dirty John. He's creepy, and so I was talking <laughs> about I was talking about how creepy it was to like be up your mom uh, with the situation. She ended up hearing whatever,
3: yeah. and was she upset? Yeah, yeah. it's hard to sort oh, of. We pick, did that like, recently with you. Yeah, I feel with like my like parents. Raina, well, Raina was just like we joke about her mom, and Raina like we were talking about recognizing your family in heaven, like. It got kind of deep with like a guy we had on this week and Raina was like, Yeah, I mean I was like, Raina's gonna big league her mom in heaven. She's just gonna like see her mom and go over to my family. And like <laughs> I just don't think your mom would like to hear that. Yo,
0: <laughs> I mean, there's you have to see to Feel yourself, that. what is my story and what am I yep. allowed to say? And what, you know, what's gonna embarrass or hurt another person. And I talked about my parents a couple weeks ago and how they were married to other people before, and I don't think they were really in love with each other when they got yeah. married. They met at a time where they're like, Okay, everybody else is getting married, let's have kids. And my aunt called me and was like, I don't know if your parents would love that. And I was like, But that's my story to tell, you know. Oh, that's yeah. that is how we feel about them and yeah. I would say it to their face and they're mm-hmm. married to other people now. Yeah. They're not my mom's been married to another person for twenty
1: five years. Yeah. Like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And it it's kind of, I just don't want them to, I'm like, why does anyone close to me listen? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I want no one to like yeah. know me to listen. <laughs> Cause then it's like, you're safe, you're protected. Like if your family listens, it's just a little riskier when you guys are dating. Do you feel like, do you tell people right away or like, what's your process for letting people know that you do the show and do they recognize it? Or are they like, Oh fuck? Like, what's that like?
3: I don't open with it at all. Yeah. I took my last name off my hinge, you know, like, I just
2: don't, How do- how do you do that? Just take it off. I
3: mean, it's just I can show you. <laughs> just someone, Like I well, tried to do it. I just removed my last name. They they I mean
2: I'll have you do it before you yeah. leave. Because literally <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to we'll do all it. Well, I'll do it together. It'll be cathartic. And, and
3: like I took any I didn't ever want a picture of me on a stage with a mic. Like I I'm not I'm not gonna ever lie and I'm really not going to withhold information. I just don't want to open with it. I don't want people looking me up and listening to my googling me or listening to the podcast before we go on a first date. That's fucking crazy. Like yeah. it pretty much would come up on a first date. If the date's going well, if we're hanging out longer than one drink, like I, I don't lie about what I do. I'm proud of it. So I can only beat around the bush so long. Like if I'm having conversations with guys on apps or even in the wild, I do, I am really more low key, but I just am not a liar. And there comes a point where I'm like, I feel like I'm lying by just beating around the bush. So sometimes I'll say, I work in comedy. I don't even like saying I'm a stand-up comedian because then people get weird and then they just are like, tell me a joke or like, it's just fucking (laughs) stupid and they're like, have I heard of you? Can I YouTube your clips? It's like, oh my God, I've never,
2: you're blocked. You know, like I just don't. That question, have I heard of you is actually... Needs to be taken. Have off I heard the of you? That's questions. interesting. I've never seen that or before. Or, like, have I seen you? Have in I anything? seen you? Something? Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I was thinking, because I've just started, like, using apps again. Um, the thing that sort of, like, worries me a little bit, I've never really dealt with this, but it's like you go on a date with a guy. Like, our, our major listenership is in New York City. That's, I mean, it's the biggest city in the United States, anyways. It's going to be our largest listenership. So we go on a date with a guy. He goes back to his work. He tells a coworker. All of them listen. And then it's like you're on a date <sighs> with the girl's got to eat girl. And, like, I don't know. I have two drinks. I say things that I'm not always super proud of. I don't know. So, so that's like a newer thing for me where I'm just like, well, what if they know a bunch of people listen to the show? And do yeah. I want people talking about me? I mean, I'm not like, I'm not Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody cares that much about me, but
3: it's a threshold I'm going to have to think about at some point. Yeah. You know, well, that was what was interesting. I think it's like, even sometimes less about the guy, it's the people, like his coworkers. Like, there was a yeah. guy, random, the guy she was dating over the summer, like his coworkers were fans. And once they started to realize who he was and that, like, the girl, they're, I mean, not fans, you know, they're girls that listen. Yeah. So it's like, God, this sucks for him now they're, like, listening and they, like, know, like, how he is in bed. You know what I mean? Which yeah. oh, is just so a weird
1: thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I only said nice things, actually, about him in bed. I probably helped him get laid. Dude, 100. We, we say the bad stuff of the live shows. He we say a lot like, of Yeah, shows. that was me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said twice. And th- we did an episode about breaking up with him. That was what's called You're Not the One.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a, a bunch your girl said <laughs> that one was really good.
0: It's my favorite episode we've ever done. I listened to it last night when Why? I went to sleep. Um, I just the episodes where we're alone are always my favorite. And I just Mm -hmm. think that like, I love sharing stuff about our lives and mistakes we've made and the thought process. And here's how we can help other people. And I think we, I mean, we got hundreds of messages from girls that were just like, thank you for giving me insight or validating how I feel. And um, it's hard for me to walk away from this and I feel empowered to do so. And that's like the greatest, it's so cheesy. It's like the greatest gift I could ever give another person is to just make them feel
3: heard and validated. We inspire a shit ton of breakups. Raina is being a little coy about it. We like in a good way, like if we're not out here telling people to break up with their happy, healthy relationship, their boyfriend, but like, A ton. I like a ton. Like every day, it's like I I listen to this, and I knew I had to break up with this guy, and I broke up with him. We're just there's nothing better than inspiring a breakup. Yeah, Yeah. do you
1: know what I mean? Because you should be inspired to break up. But there's also inspiring breakup, which
3: is huge. Like if you're in a great uh, relationship, you are not inspired to break up with Uh somebody because you heard a podcast. So (laughs) if you're
1: asking if you should break up
3: with them, you should. You should literally right. And and so I didn't. Are you? What's your relationship? So I'm
2: single. You are single. I'm single. Dating. We're changing her hinge profile. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the a guy that I went on a date with the other week. Sent me something that because I like uh I looked I didn't I'm new to LinkedIn and I didn't know it's not a dating app it can be I didn't know that if you look at their profile they, they can know. see
0: oh my god when you're and he funny, was like
2: I see you're stalking already I oh like, yes absolutely yes. oh my I went god a summer I looked at his LinkedIn.
0: Twenty minutes later, Ashley and I were at a restaurant. He texted me, "You're stalking my LinkedIn." Yeah, you've yeah, got to get your friend to do
3: it. I yeah. have a friend that just is a that is a recruiter. So oh, if nice. I really want to go, if I really want, I'll just have her look because she I'm like shameless. is a recruiter. I just I would own be like, it.
1: Just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Bitch. I see what you're doing. Yeah. How much you're making? Like that's normal. <laughs> he, <laughs> next to glass absolutely. door. An idea. Uh, hun- he was like, "I see you're stalking me." I'm like, "Bitch, of course, of course."
3: Right. I gotta, I gotta check these stories. I don't wanna
1: die on this stage.
0: Yes. Right. Who are you?
3: <laughs> that's my number one talent is stalking. <laughs> Literally.
2: You.
1: which is so funny because it's like thinking about like for you it's like you know if I don't want them listening to me on a date and I'd be the same and be like do not listen to me but if I was them and I knew they had a podcast I'd be like all like before the date I'd be like the day before just like listening to everything that they put out well
3: it's funny that you said that because I was dating this guy this summer and I liked him and he has a podcast mm-hmm. and he was like, you should listen to it. And I did not want to listen to it. It's, yeah, And I, I literally texted either. him and was Slash. like, it's well, really bad. But I just yeah. also just, I, I, <laughs> I literally wrote back to him in a text. I was like, I like you, but what if I don't like your podcast? Like, I didn't want to get turned off by this bad podcast. That sounds so like snobby to say, but there's a lot of shitty po- I mean, these, him and his host drink and they just ramble. Like, I just want to keep you on this pedestal of liking you and not hear your shitty podcast
0: (laughs) i mean she also is like downplaying this i mean they just get like blacked out drunk and ramble about nonsense so it's not like interesting or funny you're not learning anything good about them i listened to a couple episodes and i was like why am i doing this was he a gem otherwise yeah he was great yeah Uh, Yeah. probably not as
3: bad as we are making out to be it
0: is okay
3: i just don't (laughs) but he is great I think it's this kind of thing we, um, girls ask us sometimes, and I'm sure you guys have thoughts on this. Uh, and we've experienced this ourselves. Like I like the person and I hate their social media persona. I have girlfriends that I love and they are douchebags on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, how are we friends? Yeah, like, You post c- crazy inspirational quotes and you do all these things that I make fun of, but I love you totally. in real life. I, I feel couldn't like that do about it. me. You
1: I like, do <laughs> shit on Instagram and I'm like, I'm cooler than this, but I keep doing it. It's like, Wait, really? I, keep, like I keep like filtering it and like going to Ferris wheels and stuff. What's and the like, worst stuff you've read? No,
3: pictures, basic pictures. I'm talking, it's more
1: captions. I know.
0: Right? It's just the captions. Mm, we all do the basic,
1: the pictures. basic. It's just the, sometimes I look at my feed. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm like this, but I'm doing it and I'm in it. You know, yeah. my captions are fine. Did you read the New York Mag article recently And the New Yorker article about Tell like Tell me more Someone no, told
0: me about it um, Tavi I forget her last name But th- she was profiled in New York Magazine About how like She looks at her Instagram profile basically And she's like I don't know who this is Like I don't know who this Yo. Who I've created And then New York Mag Or New York The New Yorker picked it up And wrote this whole thing about like The getting real You know pre- you know, To act like you're so authentic now Is like a cool thing Yeah But it's like inauthentic Because yeah. it's manufactured Yo. And it's just It's hard now you I know. know But a lot mm-hmm. of people I think Look
1: at their social media personas and they're like this isn't me I think everybody that I know I don't you know you live in LA yeah really is like even like people that have huge beautiful whatever I'm like even that write beautiful captions or funny captions whatever it is they're like uh you know because it's I just feel like I change every day like I'm different in a mood I'm different in whatever and so to look at my Instagram like a week before I'm like
3: oh who was I yeah who was I (laughs) you were only a girlfriend I was only
1: a girlfriend and I was (laughs) free I'm just kidding (laughs) I was only a girlfriend I was young no Friday <laughs> yeah on Friday. on Friday I'm like wow she was so young then <laughs> <laughs> like R.I.P. you wake up with like a Tupperware a
0: Tupperware pattern in yeah. China
1: yeah. <laughs> you in China it just appears she's, she's serving so, you platters a vacuum
0: all of, all of
2: a
1: sudden <laughs> I'm like you again oh <laughs> uh, we like never have sex again <laughs> but now you've monogram luggage now so I'm luggage. boner oh boner my god it's a thing but yeah but The thing about Instagram is like, I think before I didn't really let myself evolve on it. And now I do. Like now I'm like, oh, that's fine if I was posting pictures of like bottles at clubs three years
3: ago. And now I'm like, do you know what I mean? It's mortifying to look Mortifying. At. Like, do you ever see like a Facebook status will pop up from like Yo. 2008 and you're like, I'm going to kill myself.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> stuff that you, the cryptic
3: stuff you were posting for the boy that you liked. Yes. When you were in college And before away messages. you would do it yes. in third person do you remember those days. Yes. I don't know if you guys give did me an one. example. Like it would, but there was a point <sighs> I'm really going to say myself. like, if you're Ashley not aging Hustle yourself time is, is and you, you, it, like, yeah, it was, like, you written in third person. It would say, like, Ashley is, and y- you would write, like, tired. Oh,
1: of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You'd be, like, excited. You'd be, like, yeah. thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I would do that
0: shit and then just shut down my way for, like, uh, 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 12 <laughs> hours
1: so that, like, the dude that I liked was, like,
3: fuck, what is she talking about? Like, yeah. post songs. Dude, lyrics. that was, like,
1: the old school. You know how nowadays with the teeny boppers, the teen Instagram celebrities, they make them put, like, thinking about you, and it's, like, really about no one, but they want every single little girl on Instagram to think it's about them. Yeah. yeah you were like totally. doing that before it was cool. I just, yeah. I was
3: a piece of shit before it was cool. No, yeah.
1: You're like making them wonder. Yeah. You're like, is that making about it a me?
3: Wonder. Yeah. It was, it's a, a week. It's a thirst trap. I mean, it just, at the end of the, the day, day, it's thirst a thirst a trap. trap. We talk about different kinds of thirst traps all the time. There's obviously the standard sexy thirst trap, but then there's that type of thirst trap. And then there's the sympathy thirst trap, which is a cryptic message of like going through a hard time mm. and like no explanation. <laughs> I cannot. (laughs) Terrible weekend.
0: Terrible reason to go out to L.A., but, you know, it turned out all right.
3: (laughs) It is crazy that people do this. The sympathy thirst trap. I can't. Because people just, you know, they want to be asked, what happened? Oh, my
2: God. It's just... Yeah, yeah social media isn't an, and the evolution of it going from like away message like AIM having our mm-hmm. screen names like always talking to everyone yeah to Facebook and now to Instagram do you guys like have trouble curating your stuff or are you just like this is me fuck it well today something interesting happened so I changed my Instagram handle today so I
0: was a, I was a food blogger for like yeah. years and years and so my only Instagram was one hungry Jew is yeah. what it was called and I was doing that for ages for years and that's how I made my money. It was through like photography and all these brand deals and whatever like a lot of people. Um but about a year ago I stopped doing any kind of food photography because I was just like the podcast is full time, we're traveling, it's just that's my full time thing. So I just stopped posting food photos, which I did a post about it. I was like, "All right guys, you know, I'm just not going to do this anymore whatever." I didn't lose any followers. Today I changed my Instagram handle to just Raina Greenberg. And I wrote yeah. like, you know, I'll miss one hungry Jew, I'll miss her. She was great. Someone snatched it. I've up. lost thousands of followers. <gasps> oh, no
3: wait, way. what? Yep. What
0: are you talking about? Lost two thousand followers today already. Since this morning. You didn't even tell me this. You guys are sorry, we're having a moment. <laughs> what are you
3: talking about? Yep.
0: All these people just unfollowed me. It's like they just realized it's not a food account anymore. A year later.
3: My Wait, ex- that is, that Isn't is that so very bizarre thing? because on January 1st of 2019, right. Raina did a full post of like, this basically is not food anymore and you didn't lose followers not and your follower. engagement went up. That's wild. My engagement,
0: my ex-boyfriend texted me this morning was like, you're going to lose followers. And I was like, you're stupid. You don't know what I, I, I would never think
1: that. I would think you would
0: You just aim. changed the
3: name. Yeah. You've been, the name. You
1: haven't done food. You haven't posted a food photo. <laughs> <S laughs> that, that is crazy. crazy. I know. So interesting. Sorry, They'll anyways. be back, honey. Sometimes yeah. it's like a sunshine, I don't care. You know it, what I mean? It doesn't matter though. Who cares? I mean, whatever. I'm so proud. I'm just
0: I'm sorry, we did not talk about this ahead of time. I'm just, I'm so proud of what we've built. Yeah. So if I lose 10,000, who gives a shit? I'm, I, I still have what we've built. I don't care.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess I want to talk about that. I, Cause I think, and it's the evolution thing that I kind of touched on with Instagram. Like you guys have both had different careers and lives. You've blogged as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Have you guys always been
3: excited to evolve? Or have you been resistant in the past? Oh, I think excited, but like it's necessary. So, in my career past trajectory, whatever was uh, writing, freelance writing to blogging to Instagram to podcast. So, I do like to speak on this because I just feel like I did it right. Like I just, that's the way that's just me. That's just how my mind works. It's just like, this isn't going to last forever. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's pessimistic. I think it's just realistic. It's just like I, there was a point where I was making a ton of money in blogging and I was doing really well. And like literally my ad network shut down one day. It was a billion dollar company two years prior, you know, it was just like a crazy thing. And luckily I'd already started this big Instagram account. I'd have bros Bean basic was my big account. That's almost at a million followers and where I've worked on that before we started the podcast. And I mean, all I'd always been doing other stuff. I mean, I've been doing Santa for six years, and but like those are kind of the the, the cornerstones of what I was doing. It was like blogging, Instagram, podcast, which uh, I just think people should always think like that. I think they should always think of like what's next and because it just doesn't last forever. And you see people get wrapped up in like the Instagram influencing thing. And I'm just like, you got to know that like, you're not going to get brand deals from sugar bear hair vitamins forever. Right? Like you got to know you. And like, I think we've seen, we love Caitlin Bristow as an example of like someone that came right off the bachelor in that world and could have just turned into like a, just an Instagram person and she told us her story. Actually, she had this great friend that uh, works. I forget who she works for, maybe Scooter Braun. Somebody, <sighs> somebody, so she works with big time celebrities and was just like, You cannot do this. We're going to start you a podcast. We're going to get you brand, get a, get, build you a brand. And, uh, you know, she, she's been great. And, you know, we saw what we, we don't love the Fat Jew as a person, but we admire what he's done with the, alcohol and we're trying to we want to develop product lines of some sort sometime like I think there was a great article that he wrote a couple years back or it was about him or he wrote it of like you've got to do something else whatever it is so I think constantly be evolving you can't be resistant to it like people want to complain about the algorithm and Instagram it's like I don't know your mine hasn't changed for me maybe your content sucks like that's a real like brutal thing to say but with bros being basic I noticed that the pictures were not doing well because it used to be an account of just pictures and funny captions and I was like the pic the, the the account is losing followers every day. The pictures are not doing well. I they, they just have to be memes. People want memes. That's all they want. They want a package joke. They're more shareable. So now it's the same thing, but they're memes and the count like rose immediately. It was in the red every day. It was just people, it was losing followers. No one was liking it. And I just kind of pivoted because I knew what people wanted. So you can stay, you can stay and doing what you're doing and be pissed about algorithms and be resistant to change, but it's, you're not going to get anywhere with that.
0: Well, I think that that's one of the reasons why like I'm so proud of what we do is like when we started the podcast a year and a half ago, there was about 500,000 active podcasts on iTunes. And now today there's 800,000. And so it's becoming this crazy saturated market. It. and so every single day literally we're like how do we make this better how do we improve this every day we walk we've done almost 50 live shows our 50th will be in like a couple of weeks we walk off stage and we're like this worked this didn't work let's change this let's add this like we're always always trying to move it forward and I think that like yeah stuff gets saturated and stale and you got to keep like moving it forward you know and so like when we get off stage and like one of us is like I hated this we're not doing this anymore like it we don't take it personal it's just yeah. it's gotta go yeah for
2: sure And what about your partnership? Like, has it been super easy and collaborative from the get go, or have there been little hiccups? And how do you? just like maintain the relationship because you know, you are, you do have a friendship as well as a business part- partnership. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm know? sure
0: you guys experience the same thing, but I mean, it's not, it's not easy working with the same person all day, every day, traveling so much and whatever. I think at the end of the day, like we really love and respect each other. And so like, we know that like, if we disagree, it is for the benefit of the podcast, like, and the business. And if she doesn't, if she does something I don't like or vice versa, we are pretty vocal with each other. Even if it means we're going to have an argument or a fight about it. And I don't know. I mean, you can give your own experience with, it, but like i feel really proud about our our business partnership cuz i think we both work really hard and we complement each other really well like she's really good at stuff that i'm not good at and vice versa and i think if we're the exact same person it wouldn't
3: benefit anybody mm-hmm. you know but i think we luckily had the same goals for the for the brand and for the podcast cuz if we didn't like it just wouldn't work cuz we disagree on like very minor stuff like really dumb stuff like whole big picture we just don't disagree at all and I mean, in all honesty, if we did, it just wouldn't work. Like, if if I felt like this thing that, you know, I wanted to start and you just had a totally different vision for it, I'd be like, we should probably just part ways. How are we going to do this? This isn't like a, you know, we always say that what if, like I always say, what if Raina's... dream and goal was to like have a reality show on Bravo, I would be like, this is never going to (laughs) work. You know, like we just don't want the same things. Right. Or if like
0: we talk about it a lot, like we did live, we started live shows exactly one year ago. Like what if I couldn't walk on a stage? (laughs) Like what if I just refused to do it? Because actually has tons of experience doing like performing on stage. I've never done it in my whole life. So I mean, what if I just said no? Like
3: a lot of people would have, you know? Right. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So I think we just have by the grace of God or whatever you believe in. Um, I just, we didn't know each other that well and it worked out. Like I just don't, if someone came to me and they were like, you guys have it, you'd work so well together. And me and my partner just have totally different visions for this business. I wouldn't be able to offer any advice. You know, I could like only to a certain extent, but my end advice might be like, you might break up <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like any relationship. So yeah, that's what us too. Like people ask about that and it is, I feel like
1: ours is a lot of luck. It's a lot of us working at it and being really open and having the same vision, like you guys. But it also is really lucky of what she's good at and what I'm not. So, how do you guys separate your responsibilities? Like, what do you guys do for that? Or do I think you guys there's do the been same? sort of like a
0: natural division? Yeah. Ashley's like such a perfectionist, and I'm not. Like, she catches a lot of th- Ashley edits the show. Like, I don't think that I'd be that good at it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that like there's certain things we're both good at. We divide and conquer a lot. We both have just like a running giant to do list like with all the people that work with us and for us, like you'll hear from one of us at some point. And yeah. I think we're also really good at having conversations offline, just the two of us before we present a united front to somebody else. Mm.
3: Um, and I like that a lot, Like we're not arguing in front of other people, mm. which I really like. It's It really, it's like, it's been, I've always, I've been the person my whole life that like does the most work in the group project. You know what I mean? Like I've done, that's always me. I'm just going to not, not get an A. So it's if, if, if you people are slacking, I have to pick up the slack. And so my, I think my, my biggest fear always going into business with anybody is they're just going to be a slacker and they're just going to know that I'm going to do it. So they're just going to not do the work. And so that has been like such a blessing. I mean, I kind of... I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say... I mean, I start, I kind of started another kind of thing a couple years back with a guy friend of mine and soon realized that like, oh, he's just not going to work. And he's great and we're still friends, but I, you know, you realize that soon enough. And so I am like super type a, I'm kind of more controlling than Reina. I'm a uh, super perfectionist. And, you know, I think in some instances, Reina will just defer to me. Cause she doesn't care as much. Cause she's not as like a control freak, but she also just like works really hard. Like it, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, that's another thing. If someone were to ask me, like my business partner is a fucking lazy piece of shit. I'd be like, find a new business partner. I don't know what to tell you. So, I mean, it's, it's felt pretty organic. Like Raina will like go through and clear hundreds of DMS. And that's just like one of her job responsibilities. <laughs> <Love that. laughs> but I think like, like when, <laughs> who I told her to do that. She never just like, yeah. there, and there's other things I do again. I edit the show every week. I spend hours on it. You know, it's just, I do the more technical stuff. There's these things that we just have fallen into naturally. And, it's, it's been great. I'm sure you guys have felt like similarly.
0: Yeah, and there's been, I mean, of course, it's not that we don't argue and there's definitely times it's like she feels overwhelmed and she's like, I need help, you're not doing as much. And I don't, if she tells me that, like, I'm not, I don't feel like this is a person who's lazy that's yelling at me. And there's definitely been times I'd, I had food poisoning before our biggest show last year. I actually had to pick up the slack on two of the biggest shows we've ever done. I couldn't do anything. Um, I was moving in February. I, my life was a nightmare. I just like had to get approval from the condo board and all this shit and like, I was a disaster. We had all these shows And, you know, there's definitely times where like one of us steps in uh, and we're not mad at the other person for it
2: long term. And I think girls are so good intuitively at like kind of picking up on those things and being empathetic and sympathetic in those situations and knowing that the other needs support. And you know, it's just, I think female partnerships are really interesting in that way. It's so true. Like the amount of times that
3: Raina has said to me, or we've said to each other, like you have this thing going on, I'll just, I'll do the stuff. Like I moved recently too. Uh, and it was just, you know, my move wasn't as stressful as Raina's, but she was just like, I know you're moving. Like, I'm going to take care of this. Like I'm going to do hundred percent of the things that need done today. You know, it's not a 50, 50 thing. And that is
2: I think very heavily a woman thing you mentioned before the, um, you got a tarot reading, I forget what it was for, but I'd love to talk about like the, the role that spirituality plays in all of this, like whether some of it's experimental or trend based or something that you've been doing for a long time and you still do it. Um, obviously we're in LA, we, we take part and really believe, and it's been kind of like a, a, cornerstone of not only almost 30, but just like in the way we are Mm -hmm. humans navigating this and able to like metabolize the bigness of what's happening. Yeah. So I'd love to know more.
3: That experience for me, and Raina can speak on her uh, religious, spiritual background. Neither of us are Identify as religious uh, Not anymore She changed her name Anya <laughs> right.
1: before Actually she's, A bunch of people Let she's me know uh, no longer today, A Jew Today's the most yeah. holy day Of the Jewish calendar. <laughs> no <People.
2: laughs> Did you know <do> that <laughs> She They were all just 2,000 they're 2,000 longer. of them They're like See ya <laughs> That's <is> so funny <laughs> It was <laughs> all the Jews <laughs> It was an accident Yeah
0: literally They're like I didn't know what was going to happen today. I emailed my friend at Instagram, and I didn't uh, know that it... Anyways, actually... They do it when, they do it
3: when you least expect it. Wait, I, that is very funny Dex. that it, people were like, nope, forget it. We thought forget she's not it. a proud she Jew. She left us. Um, <laughs> made well, a big statement. Anyways, you can take this because it's
0: an interesting story.
3: Well, yeah, I mean... D- As far as religion and spirituality goes, I grew up going to church, Methodist, Christian. My parents were never, like, super hardcore. They're super liberal and awesome and open. Now they are uh, Unitarian, so they kind of just realize, like, religion's bullshit. You know, it shouldn't be this exclusive and... The Who knows what's real? And so they kind of helped start this Unitarian Universalism church in their cool. community. And they're just really big on it. And, like, I love the stuff they do. They just have, like, a blessing of the animals ceremony. You and, know. like, they just do all this really cool stuff. And it's just more just about being a community and knowing there's a higher power, but no one really knowing what it is. They actually rent space out of a Jewish synagogue. Like, there's just... Whatever. I have a lot of thoughts on religion I'm not going to get into, but as far as spirituality, I obviously think I just live my life on like this whole karma for lack of a better word. Like I just be a good person. Like whatever you do is going to come back to you. Like every single time I do something, I think is like even a little bit bad. I'm like, well, that'll come back somehow. And Yo, I think and vice versa when you do something good, like I just think you can't get away with being a shitty, selfish person and like it just comes back to you. I drop not like a cap on the street things. and don't pick it up, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm I, gonna get, I, I I'm gonna get I it, I can't lie. Like it's this Same. whole thing. Like I remember, I like kind of ended this thing with this guy in Miami, and I left, and I felt like an asshole because I kind of left. On, I just lied to get out of this uh, out of an uncomfortable situation, and I was like, "I never lie. I hate this, but I just need to get out of this situation because I didn't. I didn't want to hurt this guy. Whatever. It's a long story. And then I left my phone charger there, and I'm like, "That was the karma." Yeah, 100. <laughs> I completely. Yes. I had to go buy one. But the tarot reading was a friend of mine. Uh, she we've had her on the podcast. She's a great friend of mine and like life coach all around. She is a medium. She can talk to dead people. She does tarot. She's killing it. She's writing a book. Her name's Kelly Knight. Her shop in Atlanta and her whole brand is called Modern Mystics. There's a Modern Mystic Tarot. There's a Modern Mystic shop. She doesn't do reading much anymore because she just did them forever and she tapped out and she does all this other stuff. But... To me, tarot I think is like just leads you into knowing what you really want, and also I just think she is like psychic and knows everything. So when we did this tarot reading, I like love to share this because we put out we did we did relationship stuff too that was spot fucking on. I was in a really dark place with my ex, and everything she said was so spot on. It was like wild, and she was like, "This is how he feels about you," but this is how he feels about this other person, and blah. blah. I mean, whatever. What it just it worked out how it worked out. He like. I was not meant to be with him anyway, but we put out He's put dead. It, huh? Like it worked out how it worked out. He's dead. It worked out for <laughs> <to> him. <laughs> yes. He's engaged to the other person. It worked out for him. Great. Wow. Um and and Rain and I are killing it. So he uh <laughs> she put out every single thing in my career on like uh, on a card because I had a bunch of stuff going on. I had the bros Beam basic stuff, I had my stand-up, I had a merch store, I had this idea for a podcast, I had an idea for a book. We just like laid it out and she, she was went through it and Everything was right. It was crazy. She was like, the merch store is going to fall by the wayside. She was like, you're going to perform and you're going to be touring, but it's not going to be total straight stand up, which is wild. And then she was like, the podcast is the thing. I can feel it. I know it for sure. I know that you know it. And she's like, and this was in June. I didn't meet Raina for five more months, you know, so or four more months. So she was like, that's the thing. I see you touring. I see you on a stage. I see you doing all these things. But again, it's not with your just stand up there and telling jokes alone. And I know that's not what you want anyway. And she was like, being Basic, you'll have it. You'll make money from it. Someone will probably eventually take it over. Like it was just the most I I still have a, a voice recording of it. It was wild. And I think she's a special person. I think she literally is psychic and can know these things. But I think in general, Tarot and Rain and I love Tarot for the reason of that it helps you figure out what you can do and tarot readers can kind of guide you more than like a therapist can because therapists can be such bullshit and they can't tell you what to do and you can be sitting there telling them about the most toxic relationship in your life and they can't tell you to break it off. Like it's just a, you know, legally or whatever. Uh, But that to me, I think all that stuff, I believe in like the universe and what you put out there comes back in and the secret and all that kind of stuff and just being like a good person, not because you think you're going to go to hell. So that was very long-winded. I'm very sorry. But no, anyway, that's
0: no, I, I I, story. I agree. And I love Kelly, her friend Kelly. And I think the Tarot, one way that she approaches Tarot that I like a lot is that she says... You don't have to believe this. Take it with a grain of salt. You know, if this helps to guide you in a certain way or give you peace or calmness in a certain aspect of your life, then great. And if not, then listen and we'll talk and you don't have to take anything I said for face value. But um, I really enjoyed speaking to our friend Kelly a lot. And I've done tarot readings, mixed feelings about it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not religious at all, but um, her and I also feel very much like we really want to support other people and pay it forward. So we really go out of our way to make sure that like anybody who comes on our show, we promote their comedy shows, their podcasts when we, their live shows. And we're always trying to like put that on our Instagram stories and like share the wealth with others. And that's something that like I really took from Nikki Glazer. You guys are doing her show or she's doing your show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when she came on our show I didn't know her at the time And she like promoted the shit out of us And was like these girls are brilliant and amazing And I was like oh my god This is such mm. a famous successful person That wants to support others And she did. She doesn't feel like It makes her less famous and successful To rise other people up Like what mm-hmm. they say Like a high tide rises all boats
3: All ships yeah. What? All ships. Yeah. Never heard that
1: um, yeah. um, I heard it on it's, in the, it's a southern thing yeah. um, It's like um, it's on my chest <laughs> It's on my back Yeah It's like <laughs> my rib cage <laughs> It's right, under, right by my ass Lower right? back Yeah But especially
0: because a lot of people on our show are comedians, we really go out of our way to promote their albums, their live shows, their podcasts. And I think that that's a very important thing to do just for other people. So um, I feel like, you know, I check the karma box when I do that. And Mm. it's just nice to support others, you know, because I think it
3: comes back around to us. I just don't think you get anywhere not doing it. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I just think the people that support others are going to always have more success. I'm sure yeah. you could find case studies of people that have just been total dicks and are famous now, but yeah. I think they like cry themselves to sleep every night.
1: I think, <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> think they're happy. Honestly, I think now you can't really get away with it. Like you, you have to support one another in a really genuine way or you're going to get found out, you know, like in our industry because of right. social media. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. will be like, yo, they're kind of shitty to work with. Like, yeah, they're not really cool. Absolutely. Like, we you
0: actually kind of find out. We read this thing the other day. We're actually interviewing him right after this. His name is Andrew Scholz. He's a comedian that we love. Oh,
1: yeah. He's been on a lot of shows lately.
0: He's great. Yeah. He did his Instagram him. post and it said like... Um, doesn't have to be lonely lonely at the top top. It should be surrounded by people that helped you get there and i really like i feel very moved by that sentiment and i think actually the greatest thing about our podcast other than what we've done for other people is that this podcast has strengthened my relationship with my parents my brother my sister-in-law my whole family all my friends it's been a beautiful way to like reconnect with people around the country that maybe ashley and i lost touch with we have reconnected with family members we haven't seen in years friends from college high school and it's been such like a gift for me to be able to like share that with other people and so yeah it should never be lonely you should always be paying it for it and including people and stuff
1: yeah um, i think that's really important how has it helped you connect with them if, or if they're not listening
0: um so people that listen but also yeah, like yeah. we do shows all over the country so like we were in portland and i saw like a girlfriend i hadn't seen in five or six oh, years cool. who like went to law school there and stayed there and so i just I, there would no reason for me to go to portland I mean, yeah. it's a great city but i wouldn't have gone there for no reason so we've reconnected with a lot of people which has been really yeah. cool like college uh-huh. girlfriends
3: like just and also mm-hmm. just, like, your family gets together to come out and like support you oh. you know like we just did a show in reina's hometown of pittsburgh and like all our friends and family came like why else would they all be getting together yeah not, that ha- doesn't have to do with the holidays or something like that so mm-hmm. just i don't know just stuff like that are you guys re- what are you what's your guys spirituality are you just a really like staunchly
1: staunchly religious <laughs> <laughs> um, no <laughs> very catholic now, now that you're a wife very catholic uh, i grew up um in the Midwest. So I grew up in Ohio and everyone was very Catholic. Mm, Cincinnati. We love Ohio. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Mid- you guys Cincinnati. are going to Cleveland. We, we, we just Midwest. did.
3: Oh yeah. How was, that? How was it? We Sorry, if we didn't it. go to Cincinnati. We went to Columbus and yeah. Cleveland. And Cleveland was good, like, right? Loved it. A loved. A blast. I like, have this Ohio shirt. I like wear it all the time. We were, like loved Pittsburgh. it. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's the It was like, you're really flexing in the Pittsburgh It's a dream. With your Ohio shirt on, aren't, aren't you?
1: true. Yeah, the Steelers. Steelers, baby. I didn't want to say it, but you know. So I grew up in Ohio, very Catholic, but now And just, like, spiritual. And she's the same. You know, in L.A., that's kind of, like, you're just spiritual. Yeah. But it has played, like, a really impactful role in in my life and my relationship and with you, too. And it's been really beautiful to, like, see it now, today. You know, in our podcast and the growth of our community and everything like that. I want to talk about your, like, if you guys do have boundaries with social media and stuff. And, like, how you guys manage and take feedback. What kind of boundaries do you mean? Like, with, like... I guess no, with trolls. like No I'm just kidding. Yeah well, are okay. responding to people Like Ugh. with the With like long messages <laughs> Like people that say stuff to you Like what do you guys What is your this, Depends which one of us You get on the versus versus Yeah, Selfish they Yeah really, literally um,
0: It depends on I Her and I have different feelings about it I, I think that we react similarly um, But If somebody puts us on blast And they write something shitty or horrible On an Instagram feed post Then like fine It's open season on you Like uh, you can't like Sorry mm-hmm. uh, But like a private DM Or a private email I actually I don't I Don't necessarily always respond, but I don't hate it as much if somebody says like, hey, I'm a fan of the show and I love you girls. This bothered me or yep. upset me. I don't necessarily have to respond to all those yep. because like, one sentence I say out
3: of 85 episodes shouldn't offend you that much. I'm like, grow up. Right. It's comedy. I cannot. As people are self-centered. They think it's all about them. I was triggered yeah. by this one thing because of my own life. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Have you ever watched a comedy special or been to a comedy show? What is your life? Yeah. Don't DM us. <laughs> I was offended. It's a ju- It's Literally, you went to the comedy section of, of the podcast podcast and he chose this <laughs> right what are you doing why do dudes get away with it like, more than girls i don't even get us started we talk mean? about this all the I'm time because i'm thinking
2: about like we'll you know the, especially the male comedians Shulls on
3: today yeah you don't even get us started with stuff yeah. the stuff that men get away with stuff, that women could the never the stuff that he says is like it makes me i'm like it's wild yeah
1: are we like w- funny as hell but i'm like
0: we have a lot of guys on our show like chris and stefano was another comedian that oh, is oh, also they fr- get away they can get away with him all the time if i said that i would be I would be like on the Burned most at the hit, at the hit list.
3: My agent would drop me, my manager, totally.
2: everybody.
3: <laughs> I, but we like, know. whatever, it's the 5% of people that are yelling the loudest. It's not the majority. We did this thing where we had this joke on our podcast about miscarriages. It wasn't, it what it was Joe. We had a great comedian on. He was joking around with Raina and we, it was not, we got some dms about it and then the next week i just felt the need to do a psa like hey guys we don't think miscarriages are funny or anything but we make jokes cuz this is comedy and like whatever and the overwhelming response was thank you for saying that people are too offended but of course we got a couple dms but it's it's not the majority and i think it's just the people that are that are, that have too much time on their hands and i think also people don't understand comedy. Like I didn't, I wasn't going to comedy shows in my early twenties. And so I think if you grew up in this more woke, uh, generation and you just don't really understand i think you might be more easily offended you don't under you don't this sounds so i hate to sound so condescending but you actually don't understand that these are jokes i guess yeah and that's something we want to talk with andrew Schultz about today because he's like the king of like fuck this cancel culture you know this is ruining comedy like this is just it's comedy Mm -hmm. we try
0: to make it clear also everything we say we're just talking about ourselves ashley doesn't want to have kids that ashley's not telling other people to not have kids she's Mm -hmm. saying this is my life and my choice and my body this is my decision i think it's stupid it's not stupid for you. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly like have mixed feelings about marriage and weddings and spending mm-hmm. that kind of money. I don't, yeah. if that's your dream,
3: yes. like your dream, but it's not my fucking dream. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, th- I didn't think as far as like the don't feed the trolls. Like I try so hard, like, I just, if you write something nasty to me on my own Instagram, like I'm still at the point where there's not so many that I, I still read the comments, but like, I'll delete it. I don't need this kind of negativity or I'll clap back and I'll get a bunch of likes. Cause I feel like it like this girl the other night wrote on my post. So unnecessary that like, I should not have a middle part. Like I should try it. Like I have picture with two girlfriends uh-huh. and she, my two girlfriends had like clear, really deep side parts. And she was like, Ashley, maybe you should take, take the tip from your friends and like not wear the middle part. And I wrote back something like I just wrote I'm good and no one asked and it got like <laughs> it got a hundred likes and I just was I just I'll do it just to show you that like you look like an asshole and she did delete it eventually or later in didn't. the night. No but I usually am just like if it's something really mean like some man typically yeah it's just jealous or somebody that is an actual troll with zero posts like sometimes I'll click on that I'm like oh you have zero posts you're just on Instagram to troll yeah. people I'll just delete it because I, you don't, it's my own page. Yep. It hasn't happened
0: in a really long time for us. I think I can't even recall the last time somebody DM'd us and said like, this bothered me. Cause I think we've made it very clear. Like, we try to be a friend to all women. We want to uplift everybody and empower everybody. If you don't like the show, no effect, fa- don't listen. You know, that's it. It's, it's your own prerogative to turn on our show or not turn it on. And we love our community. We read our DMs and respond to all of our DMs. We'd sit around crying all day long about our emails and our DMs, and we love the people that listen to the show. And we don't ever want to make anybody feel personally attacked. But if you feel personally attacked, you should ask yourself why you take
3: this so personal because it's not personal. And if you hate the show, like people will just like, go, I mean, I don't read the iTunes reviews, I would never. I'm done. I did that at the beginning. I'm done. But like people will just talk about how much they like hate me specifically or Raina. And it's like, then don't listen. Right. Of course... In, I'm not for everybody, and neither are you guys, or anybody in this room. So it's like I just don't understand it. Like you, you can't stand the voice, or the stance, or the tone of one half of the podcast. Then literally, just don't listen
2: to it. The yeah. fact that they took more time to write that review than to look for another podcast is very interesting. <laughs>
0: right, I and mean, there's a billion you know I mean? two female podcasts like I mean, yours that they could listen what to instead. In
2: <laughs> <laughs> Never heard there of. There are. <laughs> Um, yeah, completely that that's inspiring to us. But I think at the end of the day, like I Love our audience
3: more than anything. It's These few people that yeah. are so self-centered that think it's that we're like catering to them personally in some way It's a bizarre way to think and I think it's a little it's, it's just immature.
0: Yeah That's not even I mean, it's, i'm so I think i'm so amazed that it's okay for us It's been like, you know, you've made a joke about I made a joke about Asians having small
1: penises. Whatever. It's if it's about. Re- <laughs> I, it it's the about new meme, the new meme going around is like that skinny
3: guys have the biggest
1: dicks.
0: I fucked a skinny guy all summer. D- we we both nice did. We, we, yeah. guys,
3: they were so. skinny true. Especially like and totally we need to have tall skinny guys to talk have about huge this. Uh-huh. dongers. Like they just are like <laughs> swinging back and forth completely. <laughs> 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 like, like when did like, you guys <laughs> ever do the man filter the Snapchat? Yeah, I looked like my brother. This my one of my gay guy friends was like, you look like a. 6'4 dude With a huge dick Like he was like You look like a tall Skinny guy with a big dick And they all do um,
0: But what I was gonna say Is yes We try to not make jokes About religion Race Ethnicity Sex Gender Things like that And I've, I've had a couple Hard lessons Where people have messaged yeah. And said you know You said this thing And it's really not that funny And I've had to say to myself Okay maybe there are Some things that are funny Amongst my girlfriends uh, Between me and Ashley Privately And I shouldn't Because I have a voice now And I, I do have an audience So yeah there's some jokes I know that I can't make on this show And I'm fine with that I don't feel like anybody's taking anything Away from me I think about what I say And like Sometimes I don't even Realize it Like I made a joke That Annie Anne's Is the worst thing You can put in your body Last week And Auntie Anne's Reached out to us This morning oh. And was like Actually we are Really good for you And we use whole wheat And I was like Jesus Christ No way <laughs> You want a sponsor
3: listening. <laughs> But the thing about The entitled millennials Just to speak to that Like that's like It's insane That people Get so offended Like I think that You know It's like a white person That a black person is telling them like, hey, you have white privilege and they freak out. Why don't you just reflect and think, maybe I do. Yeah. And maybe this black person isn't overreacting because they've been oppressed. Maybe I should actually self-reflect and wonder if I do. And if I actually don't, then I shouldn't be offended by the statement. Like yeah. it is people just, it blows my mind. It, it, it absolutely blows my mind that people get so offended and they're like, I'm not this thing you said I was, then why are you offended? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little self-reflection would do you some good. Peace totally.
2: Some love. <laughs> Um, I'd love to, uh, last kind of topic for me, but I'd love to switch to sex. Let's I'd love talk to about sex. too. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, especially like in our thirties, I feel like we know and feel our bodies in a different way. Like in my twenties, I was like reckless in the best way. And now I'm a bit more self-aware, which also makes sex interesting, you know? And so I'd love to know kind of any any stories recently or any maybe rules you have for yourself as you navigate dating life i've recently set up a no sex until we're exclusive rule for now okay i don't know if that'll work but I'm just kind of curious what's going on.
0: We, in terms of like when to have sex with somebody that we did an episode really early on. And I love this like stance that we both take, which is like, do we want like have sex with who you want, when you want, and you shouldn't like, we talk about this a lot. You shouldn't use sex as like a weapon. And, you know, withholding sex won't make somebody be your boyfriend and having sex with somebody won't make them not be your boyfriend. And you should do whatever you're comfortable with. There's nothing wrong with waiting either. If you feel like you want to wait, like having that like build up and that excitement is Great, and you should wait, and that's sort of my stance on it i've I've had a one night stand with somebody. I ended up dating for years. so there's no rules. I don't know what do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, we uh I think one of the things that you learn in your thirties or like late twenties that we talk about all the time is like, there's no harm in waiting. I'm not talking like months and months. Like I'm, you know, out here yeah. like being k- Christian or whatever. Like I'm just saying like, n- no offense to the Christians. You know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> I'm not out here waiting till marriage. You to say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or, like for religious reasons. Like it's not any sort of conservative prudish thing. It's just like, what is the rush? You know? And like, we've had Tank Sinatra on this past week on our latest episode where he's like, the longer you wait, the hotter it's going to be. And I think one thing that the mistake I made in my 20s and then we, we say this whenever we get the opportunity is like, you do not have to have sex with someone like when you were younger, you just did. Cause like I'm here and what am I going to do? Like, I'm, I don't want to blow this guy and hand jobs aren't cool. And we're laying next to each other and the, our clothes have come off, go to bed or leave or dry hump or make out or get an Uber. Like you just don't have to have sex. And I think th- there's, you know, there's pressure that's, you know, Whatever, that's considered rape or assault, but there's also just feeling pressure that a, that you're just there and what else do I do and you just don't have to just you can just leave like I think I didn't realize And Jared Fried is another guy that we love come on like he it really opened my eyes on him one of his podcasts where he was talking about going out with this girl and they'd been on a few dates and at the end of the dates they were having these hot and heavy makeouts and he was like this was great with me like yeah I don't want to be doing this six months down the road or even really six more dates down the road but like this first few dates were hot and heavy we're making out I'm going home I'm thinking about that I'm turned on by it like you don't have to feel pressure to have sex like literally ever. And so I love that you've set this new role for yourself. Nikki Glazer, you guys should talk to, with her about this. She has the same stance. Like she's like, unless I am like soaking wet down there and juiced up and want to fuck you I'm not gonna fuck you like make me want it because otherwise what is the point well, we've also had plenty of sex in our life
0: like I'm not I've fucked a lot of guys same <laughs>
3: at, at, <laughs> a lot
0: of times and so I'm not like so hard up to get fucked I mean some days I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I don't speak for yourself yeah get it. you want to fuck later uh, <laughs> we'll fuck Andrew Schultz when we go to your apartment I okay. can't wait <laughs> but yeah I mean I just I do what I want to do if I'm feeling it, and I'm excited, and there's chemistry, I'll fuck you if I feel like it, but I also know if there's chemistry today, there will be chemistry three dates in also. There's just no, like, take Sinatra, I love what he said, he was like, you'll never get this time back. Yep. So, like, just drag it out for now and I, I mean i'll masturbate to a makeout session totally that's
3: so hot yeah like i still it's so crazy i had this thing in la when we were there doing our shows i still think about it all the time i had this build up with this guy all week and then we like had this hot and heavy car makeout. it was a whole thing i think like think about it all the time like i just i don't know if that was actually the question you're asking us but that's <laughs> no that's yeah i no, want it more Yeah, we're asking about sex in our 30s. Oh, well, yeah, you just know what you want your your body and what gets you off. And I'm way more vocal and I'll just tell, and like it's not in a crazy dominatrix way, but I'll like talk more. And I mean, that's like the one thing that's changed for me the most is just like I realized at some point along the line that I love dirty talk. Damn, Mm -hmm. me too. Even if it's me and my, even if it's me and my, my, I'm the only one really doing it. I'm only getting a little bit of response. I don't, but I just like, so now I'll do it night one. Like, it's what I like. It's what gets me off. Well, why not do it? And you just you just become more confident. I don't know what you guys
0: think. I mean, you're a wife now, so you're not on the streets, but um, I feel like sex has gotten better. And I don't know if it's just because I'm better at asking, but I feel like because of so many podcasts normalizing sex today and so many things just out there in the world normalizing sex that like men are so much more excited to go down on you, give you an orgasm, like make sure that you get yours also. And I mean, maybe it's because I wasn't asking for those things in my early 20s and I didn't know how to, but like I didn't, Guys weren't just, like, dying to give you an orgasm. I mean, they said that they were, but they weren't doing, like, the work to do it, you know? And I feel like every guy I sleep with, like, every guy I've slept with this year has been, like, I want to make sure you get up. I want to go down on you. Like, I want to do things to make you feel good. And I feel like guys have gotten a little better.
2: I agree. And I think also with age. Like, I I think back to, like, early 20s and guys that I was having sex with and, like, dating around. And it's, like, they're everything happened so quickly meaning like they almost didn't want to spend too much time even though they wanted the sex so bad they didn't want to spend too much time doing it because there could be t- too much for us to reflect on do you know what i mean <laughs> like i just felt like it happened so fast like it was like this and you're like laying there like oh my god just what happened what is everything is okay so fair to me <laughs> but you're like i should like this right yeah. you know what i mean so I do think like, as men get older, it gets a little bit more present and slower in a way, depending on what's going on with them. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's something to them having, being more mature and, um, being more in tune with our needs. I think they just get hip to the fact that like, they're really not going to get off completely if we're not turned on. Cause part of their turn on is us being turned on. Yeah. So if we're just kind of like laying there, you know,
3: and just a guy, it's a, it's a, it's, I mean, there's probably, you know, 35 year old, 40 year old men that are, that don't care about pleasuring a woman. I mean, I'm, but it's, and then there's 26 year old guys that we fuck the summer that no, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> really? it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a personal thing yeah. I think that a guy at 24 or whatever age can be like, I want to learn how to please a woman. And so they start asking around or they Google or they figure it out. And then there's some men that have never had that thought in their life. So I think it can be a personal thing. <laughs> Like, there's some men that are roaming these streets, 37 years old, that don't know what to do with a woman, and they don't care. Yeah. You know? Depends on how hot you are. Yeah.
1: You know? The guy.
3: Depends yeah. on how hot the guy is. So, yeah. 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 How hard they have to work. That's true. Like, yeah, that's always just, like, never had to work that hard at anything. Like, it might not be the best in bed. Yeah. Um, may not be a giver. That guy. So, I, it's that guy that's my neighbor. Um, is he, is he I, like, fine? Is he what?
1: Is he fine? He's
0: fine. Yeah. And yeah. he's bad at sex. It's just... I mean it just happened and it was over I mean yeah. it was just like oh you finished like I did I even need to be here or yeah. am I just like a dead
1: silent dumpster for you like can I say calm <laughs> no, on for you <laughs> <And it> really- <laughs> whenever they finish fast like that there was like haha like it's kind of like laughing you're <laughs> like what <laughs> you're, you're like, like did, fuck is this you're over
3: this yeah, is honestly. so crazy this is over. yeah and, and, and like what dead silent
1: dead silent no
3: and expression like, like, no. just didn't like
0: go down on me no dirty talk like he just like barreled I inside of me and like the all the times so we've had sex and uh whatever he's there okay i just I do it it's yeah there
3: it's uh, right down the dick is right downstairs but he he's hoping he's a little like, older maybe. he's
0: 42 so Whoa. like yeah maybe or not that much older than me oh, just like 20 no, years yeah.
3: he way. should know better yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. should know you should better. Be better at this
0: yeah. no not better at this but i
3: think you're right the access to
1: information for guys now if i think about like gen z is like so much more fluid with things. So their understanding of women and our anatomy and like the fact that we deserve to be pleasured and we deserve to have orgasm too, is like so much more there than we were young. Cause I was thinking like, I have so much compassion for like the girl when you're younger and you're just like, okay, what do we do now? Cause you're like, you never think that you're like worth it to be like cool enough to like hang out with them or like stimulate them mentally. So you're like, okay, I guess here we are naked. And like,
3: what do we do? Right. And you know, you value in sex. And yes. People fucked up thing yeah yeah um and, and then we, t- we had an episode about porn where we're just like porn is also fucking these guys up so yeah then it's like there it goes both ways it's like they have more access but if they have access to porn then they think that's what sex is and that's not what sex is i know because so like you guys had a, a director on right yeah, yeah I, ashley founder
1: she
0: was great she does like erica her, lust
3: is yep. her name yeah
0: like ethical porn so they want to make sure that everybody's like treated well and they don't do any themes of like rape incest i mean if that's what people are into. That's fine. That's just not what she does. Well, it's geared towards women. Yeah, it's geared towards women. The
3: whole the whole thing is like women yeah. centered. Yeah. What, what women, like she takes what women write in their fantasies and creates them into these like short films. Wow. It's very hot. Yeah. She has this web's ex-confessions. You like
0: read
1: the stuff people send in. It's very masturbation worthy as well.
0: No way.
3: It's great. Oh, yeah. I love that yeah
1: my my last thing i want to talk about you guys did some uh like you guys talked about like toxic person breakup and like friendship breakups i kind of want to get into that because a lot of girls within our community they have that situation where they have a friend that they feel like is toxic or they feel like maybe a girl from college or high school that they've been hanging out with they maybe need to let go of or maybe from work or something like that what was like the advice that you guys gave for that
0: we try to divide it into two things you know have you have you drifted apart because you're in different lifestyles right now you know certainly in your 20s and into your early 30s people become mothers and wives and if you're not you might feel just excluded from that community and you get it i, yeah. I literally get it yeah no like,
1: i actually get you're not them. even like, friends with I'm I'm with anymore <laughs> yeah. i'm triggered and i get it <laughs> honestly you're like you get it you're like you get engaged and then like sure. no <laughs> <look> the fucking <laughs> hang out with you and you're like sitting in the corner and it's like kind of weird you're <laughs> your wife <laughs> Ill. Like,
0: Honestly, are we gonna have a live friendship breakup with you guys Honestly. right now?
3: <laughs> sorry, I do have to do you like, well, So, what should we do later, guys? I just had to like roast your engagement as much, please. Yeah. It's so fresh, so it's too
0: fresh. This <laughs> so is the only time you're getting made fun of for
3: successfully <laughs> closing this
0: deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, ew, you're so stupid. Um, <laughs> and then the other, you know, we broke down is you know, is this just somebody that is a toxic force in your life? You know, when they you do feel stressed out when you're out with them do you feel uncomfortable and anxious is it always just like a situation you don't want to be in and I think the hardest thing is when that person is involved in your friend group and you're like I have to see this person all the time and we talked about it a lot and we talked about like when we've sort of broken up with people and I mean how I've done it in the past is just to be really honest here's my boundaries here's the barriers that I have here's how you cross them and you can't be a part of my life, and I wish you well. And
3: I don't remember exactly, like, well, what else I think we said. Th- I mean, yeah, we did. That's a, good. It's, it's, we, we spent it long, a deep dive on it. So there's obviously different ways of, I guess, going about it. But I think my main thing that I like to hammer home is like, you don't have to miss this person, and you're not a bad person because you don't want them in your life. Because I had a friend break up with a friend that I'd been friends with for over a decade that, like, was like family. I was in her wedding, and like, I mean, I don't need to tell the whole story. She basically, like, she weirdly attacked me on social media, totally unprovoked, and then never apologized. And she insulted me and all these things. But I just was like, this relationship's over. And, like, I'm not sad about it. And not a day goes by that I miss this person. And I've had friendship breakups not, not a ton. I had one other one that I do kind of miss her. And if I write into her again, I think we could totally bury the hatchet. But this one, I, my thing that I hammered home in that episode was like, you're not a bad person because you don't want to be friends with your long-term friend. Or I think people get caught in this, like, but if we've been friends for so long, who cares? Like, and that's not to say that time and having a history with somebody isn't important by any stretch, but if you really genuinely feel like this person is not serving you anymore, you can just break up. Friendships just run their course. And I have had friends and that's coming from somebody that has had my best friend is from high school like I value long-term friendships. I'm not this like person that people are disposable. I've had long i have seen my college girlfriends were still all close like I value long-term friendships, but I also think that there's a point where a friendship is not serving you anymore. It can run its course and you don't have to feel like a bad person because you don't care.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I think that sometimes you can break up with somebody and come back together. Like, I actually reconciled with a friend of mine this Mm -hmm. weekend. And she's not a bad person. I don't hate her. She just, she did some stuff. We had a falling out. I did not like her behavior. And she spent a lot of time thinking about that. Years. Like, two years I haven't talked to her. And she really made the effort. She reached out. She apologized to me. She said, I see what I did wrong. Can I see you? I'd love to see you. And I thought that was a great way to go about it. You know, she said, I'm sorry, I did this. And I, I am not a, a demon. I'm happy to listen to those things. And, and then you kind of, I I think that we're always sort of putting together like a, a whiteboard of people's behavior and like everybody, everything they do, it just goes on the board, you know? And it's like, your behavior is just noted. And sometimes I put enough things on that board and I'm like, you, you can't be in my life. I've I've Mm. put together a profile. I've like taken notes and like, you can't be here anymore, but like other people, they change and they evolve and you move on.
3: Yeah. You know? And I think people, you know, maybe, grew up differently and they were kind of raised or they always had these ideals of like, you know, I'm going to get married in my early twenties and then my best girlfriends will be my sorority sisters from college. And like, I don't really know otherwise, which is no fault of their own. Maybe it's their mom or their family or whatever. But I mean, I met Raina two years ago. (laughs) Like she's my like life partner. She's like family. She's like my best friend. Like we met two years ago, like in our, well into our thirties. Well, not well, but you know, we're in our thirties, but you know, my mom (laughs) met one of her best friends after she was married with two children, like at their both teachers, like at their school. Like, I think that you just never stop making friends. So you, I think it's some women when they're young and they can't see past the fact that like my college friends aren't going to be my best friends forever. And they really still might be, but the best friends you make are like the ones that are in your same place in life when you're like a full blown adult. Completely agree. But
0: like if I can give somebody, if somebody is treating you like shit and making you feel upset. First step, I would say, is what am I doing to provoke this? But if you genuinely feel like I have done nothing, then fuck that person. That person's Mm -hmm. not a part of your life anymore and you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. Yeah. And if I always think like the good litmus test is like, am I a person that has man- maintained all of the other relationships in my life? Mm-hmm. Is this a person who has problems with other people in their life all the time? If that's the case, then like, it probably is them and it probably isn't you. Yeah. And I think
1: that's a good thing to ask yourself in these situations. Yeah, like who's the common denominator here? Yeah. yeah. I always think about that with like guy relationships and, and girls as friends. And like, okay, what are your friends situation like? Always like, Not that. that you need to have, you, need, you don't need to be best friends with everyone you went to grade school with and middle school and high school, but you need to have like a robust, rich friendship set of people that mean a lot to you because that shows like your true colors.
3: Uh, Yeah, like somebody, I mean, it's fun to like kind of sometimes get like rolled around in the mud and talk shit with somebody that is like a girl drama type of girl. mm -hmm. But like if that's not going to be your close friend. Yeah, no, no. It's right when I first- Started vetting Raina to be my life partner. Like I was just like she. I met, I'm meeting her friends. You were yeah, testing her. She. I was like listening to her talk about her. Yo, one hundred percent. I'm like, let me just feel this girl out. That's what I Does do she too. Term friendships. Is she friends with girls from college from her twenties? Like, what's her family like? You know, it's just it's a huge red flag. Huge. Well, if I hear a girl, I've said I was had it the other day. I had a friend who's like talking really poorly of
1: like someone like. And I just was, like, so bothered by it. I was like, oh, I don't really want to be around that. You know, like, I don't really want to hear that. I don't really want to be around that. And I don't want to be friends with someone that immediately, especially when you first meet them, if they're talking shit about people. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Look out for
0: that, girl. We, no, I mean, no, Ashley no. and I have had some situations like that where we're like... Why would a person that you don't really know that well walk into a room and immediately start talking shit on somebody <laughs> completely, else? Completely, right. And like, you should just always be, and I like that you said that too. And I say people about Ashley, like she has so many lifelong friends and I love that about her. And it does make me think like, okay, I can trust this person. Yeah. I mean, by the grace of God, our business relationship worked out, but that is a good litmus test. Yeah. And like, also like look at what's happening in other people's lives. And we had a friend, this guy, and he had a falling out about a year ago with somebody else. And he was saying to me that the person he had the falling out with said to him, you always do this with people. And this is why you don't have all these close friends. And he's relaying this to me. And I told Ashley and I was like, let's just take note of this. And sure enough, like he did something really shitty to us, not far down no the road. Way. And I just think that like, if somebody says that there's a pattern, there's
3: probably a pattern. Yeah. Like when people tell you who they are, listen, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah, like you're not a good you one. the exception to the role. Like yep. it's very rare that this person has done this other thing to s- all the other people in their life and they're not going to do it to you. They are hundred percent going to do it to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not tomorrow, but they will. That's mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Just be careful. And that doesn't mean people can't change or grow up, but like, I totally yeah. agree. Like, yeah, my mom's been telling me that my whole life and I'm bad at learning that lesson. Um, you know, just view how other people are being treated by that person and, you know, just protect yourself accordingly. And I think in my older ages now, I've mm-hmm. gotten better at that, but I agree. Yeah. I just, just take note. That's mm-hmm.
1: all. Put it on your board. <laughs> you like, your vision board is all shit on people.
0: <laughs> You're like, that one time. And that's not to say that You're we, like, wow, we don't that's like a beautiful, beautiful vision board. <laughs> we, we love talking shit. I'm the pettiest person alive. But I'm just not doing it with strangers of or people that I'm casually acquainted
3: with. Yeah. Of course not. You should know, know who you can trust. Because
1: then you. it's like unprovoked. Like, I need to, if I'm saying something about someone, it's provoked by something, <laughs> a situation that I need to like express and get it off my chest. If it's like a stranger, it's like, what's provoking that? You're just like a mean person and right. you want that to be how we get along
3: yeah you know right, what i mean exactly that's how people bond i mean they yeah. don't have a lot of other content in their life So exactly. it's, like, it's a thing it's like oh you don't really have much else going on besides this petty drama so that's where you have to yeah us yeah Let's get some better content
1: get some better content talk, talk about us literally, about literally. <laughs> yeah where can our lovely community connect with you tell us about we're gonna when's like tour starting november
3: um we should still
1: you guys mean Chicago? when's this come out november, Pro- november. november. No, so i
3: mean we do have shows they the at this point, probably the only one that's there's tickets left for is New Orleans. Cool. So if you guys have an inkling to go to New Orleans, uh, Chicago was unfortunately sold out. Yeah, yeah. Our New York shows. Um, St. Louis that week also. Yeah. So sold out. But, but New Orleans. And then we'll start Nor- again in 2020. Nola, baby. And Perfect. Huh? Said baby. I know. Yeah. Uh, so.
0: um, but yeah, this is out in November. So we—I don't know if we have tickets still available. But um, the Wilbur in Boston and the Lincoln mm-hmm. Theater in DC in January, mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully um, some California stuff in February Ooh, in LA. Can't wait. Can't that's wait. The plan.
3: And that, yeah, we—I we, we, don't know. It's hard to. In a couple weeks, we may have that ready to go. But that's the plan to come to 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 the West Coast in February. Perfect. We'll put it in our show notes and stuff yeah. too. And just Girls, Girls Got to Eat podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm Ash Hess on Instagram. Raina is Raina.Greenberg as of today. Uh, and um, <laughs> podcast.com for perfect all of our stuff. All right.
1: Thank all right. you so much. This is we great.
2: Thank you. you.
3: Bye, guys. We'll see you next time.
2: Thanks so much to Ashley and Raina. You can listen to their podcast everywhere. You can listen to podcasts. It's called Girls Gotta Eat. Uh, and we can't wait to see you at our live show December 7th in LA special guest is Shan Boudrum. she is the author of The Game of Desire, she's a sexologist it's going to be Juicy Juice and we have a special surprise for y'all. Yeah, so. the
1: special surprise is makes me feel really good about life. Yeah, I'm fucking pumped about it. We've gotten a lot of signs about it this week which has been amazing. Mm-hmm. So almost30podcast.com slash tour for those tickets, bring your friends, come alone we are here for you Miami is happening December 12th with Nikki Novo. She is an intuitive psychic. She's been one of our audience's favorite. So that's going to be amazing. Tickets on our website. Podcast Pro is relaunching in January. We will help you get the business podcast of your dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm at It's Krista on
2: Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Simsek. Can't wait to chat. Peace and love. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> love y'all. Bye.